Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today at the Grow Rich Podcast, powered by Tech Help Canada. My name is Gabriel Onwatarali, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to start a blog and why it's important to do so. So let's jump right into it. So first, we're going to talk about why it's important. Um, okay, so the reason, well, I guess we should cover the reason first, and then we're going to cover, I'm going to cover the, um, I'm going to cover the benefits. So I'm going to cover the reasons, the reason why you should have a blog in the first place. And then I'm going to cover the benefits to your business or to your freelancing career or whether you're a solopreneur. Uh, we're going to cover those benefits for you. Okay, so the reason why you need a blog is because a blog builds authority. And uh, by building authority, you, def- you build trust that leads to more trust with consumers and it also leads to more awareness of your brand, your product, your services. You see? So uh, authority, the act of building authority leads to um, better brand awareness lead, and then it also leads to more trust with consumers. Because if you're putting out valuable content and you're making a dent in the universe or you're... You're helping people with problems that they need to solve, okay? They, they're going to know your brand and um, you're, you're going to build trust with that consumer. You build, you build so that, that's why it's important. So let's talk about, and, and let's talk about actual, I mean, those are benefits, but let's talk about, let's run through some other benefits here that you get. Okay, those those are also benefits, but let's talk about other benefits that you that you gain from uh, that you get from having a having a blog and maintaining one. Okay, so uh, you the first one I want to talk about is um, search engine optimization. So having a blog can improve your search engine rankings, and the reason why is because search engines run on content. Okay, so the more content you have. The more pages, the more uh, pages you have on the SERP. SERP just stands for Search Engine Results Pages. For any of you that are not familiar, um, so the more content you have, the more search, uh, the more web pages you have on the SERP, and the more web pages you have on the SERP, that means the more opportunities you have to be prov- to appear on the first page of Google or Bing for a search query. And that's that's a good thing, because that means you get more traffic. Okay, so consistently producing content on your blog and maintaining a blog is very important in that regard. You also, um, and I want to talk about this one too. So the second benefit I want to talk about is um, when you have a blog, you're developing relationships faster with new customers and you're also um, strengthening the relationship that you already have with existing customers and the reason for this is because people tend to like other people that help them out so when you when you're producing valuable content on your blog you're serving consumers you're helping them solve problems that they have that relate to your product okay and when you do that uh, you quickly develop relationships. You more quickly develop relationships with um, new customers, and you strengthen existing relationships that you already have 
with other people. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you sell tractors and you started a blog and you started sharing information about how to solve specific problems with a tractor. You sell tractors, but you're giving people free information on how to fix their tractors, uh, you know, easy problems that they can fix at home, or giving them information so that way they can take that information to a mechanic, uh, so that way uh, they, they don't have to worry about being, uh, I guess, being um, duped, you know, because uh, some mechanics still raise your prices. I mean, it doesn't happen often, but you gotta be careful. Some people, some mechanics just, they, they charge you a lot of money that makes no sense for the inf for what you're trying to fix, right? So so maybe you provide them that um, <coughs> sorry, maybe you provide them that confidence. Okay, you provide people with confidence when they walk into a mechanic shop because they already know exactly what the problem is uh, with their tractor. Okay, so what you now now imagine that you are the customer and you well you are the potential customer and you searched on google how to fix xyz problem with my tractor and a blog post comes up the blog post says here's how to fix the xyz problem with your tractor <clears throat> excuse me i'm just going to take a sip of my coffee maybe it'll help my throat <laughs> And then they click through to the page. And on that page, they found all the information that they needed. They found all the information that they that they, they were hoping to get. It solved their search query. Done. They don't need to visit any other page. They already know what to do. And they ended up fixing the problem with their tractor using your information. Right? Well, well or you end up fixing your tractor because that's what we're just imagining that. It's you, right? So, or you end up fixing your tractor. I think we all get it. Now, what happens there is that, what just happened is that you just, you just built a relationship with that business a lot quicker than you normally would if you only saw their, their logo. If you saw their logo, saw their advertisement on Facebook or you know, saw the advertisement on Google or you saw their advertisement on uh, on TV and stuff like that, you're not going to immediately build a relationship with that brand. No, you're going to have to see it a few times. Okay. But when you, when you, when you digest or when you con consume content from, uh, that is very valuable from a brand, you build a relationship with that brand really quickly. And that's a good thing because when you need a new tractor, you're going to think of that brand. Okay. Most of the time, not all the time, but you're going to think of that brand and which is, which is why brands need to have a way to, to create uh, additional touch points with customers. So when people come to your blog, you should be getting their email addresses. That way you have additional ways to additional touch point. Uh, email will be an additional touch point, a touch point, so that way you can keep your brand top of mind with that consumer that you just helped. Okay, you have to figure out ways, clever ways to 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 stay in touch. Maybe you're remarketing to that consumer, so 
maybe they go to a different website and they see your ad, they'll say, oh, well, look, I know that brand and I'm actually looking for this product. So might as well check it out, right? I'm ready to buy, so I should check them out, right? So you just have to figure out clever ways to follow the consumer around a little bit. So just uh, not, well, with ads, you're following them around, right? Because you're using cookies and all that stuff and you're showing your ads to that to the to those customers but email is really the best way it's, it's less intrusive in my opinion and it's more permissive as in they've given you permission to email them and as long as you're not cluttering their email box their inbox sorry um people are not going to unsubscribe at a alarming rate and people are not going to yeah, reply to your emails at a, at a high rate and say, why are you doing this? Get off my inbox. <laughs> you know, as long as you're respectful, you will have an additional touch point. Uh, 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 you can, you have, um, you, you can use email as an additional touch point to the customer. And you can also create new touch points by using email marketing as well. There's other very advanced ways to do that. But that's uh, out of the scope of this uh, this podcast episode. Maybe maybe I'll do an episode on that. How to create additional touch points um, once you have an email touch point. Okay, so and then um, another benefit is um, you establish yourself as an industry leader. So this goes back to the whole building authority idea, right? Um, people get to know you, your brand, as an industry leader. So they'll, they'll refer you to other people more. They'll talk about you more. They'll, they'll uh, cite information from your blog more. They'll link to you more because over time you become an industry leader. And all that stuff improves your website traffic because it, it, it actually improves your search engine optimization. If we go back to the first thing we talked about, um, I guess the first uh, addition, uh, other benefit because we talked about the authority, but if we go back to search engine optimization benefit, this actually leads to more of that. Okay, so you don't just get, not not only are you getting word of mouth, you're also now getting a boost in search engine traffic just because you're an industry leader in your field. And then the another reason why uh, owning a blog is so important is you, it just, um, well, I wouldn't say it. Well, we actually already covered that one. I was gonna talk to you guys about it connects people to your brand, but we covered that when we talked about building and strengthening relationships. Um, but we'll talk. What I will say is that it. The last thing I'll say is that it creates opportunities for sharing your content. Okay, so if you if you have a blog, you're creating opportunities for people to spread the word. This ties into brand awareness. Okay, so. These are so that being said, these are the these are the important benefits of having a, a blog. These are the main benefits of having a blog. Um, if you're whether you're a company or a freelancer or a solopreneur, these these benefits are, are powerful and they could propel your business to success. So let's talk about how you go about starting the blog in the first place. Okay. So there are two, two. Uh, I guess there are three approaches you can do. The first approach to starting your blog is you could, you could, you could house your blog in a subdomain name. I don't like this approach because what it does is it actually divides your link equity, or we'll just say your SEO, your overall SEO uh, 
metrics get divided into two, okay? Because uh, search engines view subdomains as another website, as different websites. So if you if you do blog.mydomain.com, that's now a different website. <coughs> Excuse me. The, the second way you can approach this, which is my favorite way, is mydomain.com slash blog. That's just use a subdirectory because that keeps all your link equity in one place. So it doesn't, it's not viewed as a different website. When search engines uh, take a look at your website, they view it as a whole. So that's my favorite. The third way you can do it, which is also, uh, I like this one because there are some ways you can play with the benefits of this one. So what you can do is you can go to a website, uh, a platform like wordpress.com and you can create a blog using that platform. Okay, wordpress.com lets you create a blog using, using, using their service. It's the same WordPress um, uh, content management system that you would use if you were using a subdomain or you were using a, a uh, subdirectory. But instead of having to know uh, having to ha uh, have no or have some technical knowledge about setting up a blog, building it out and designing it and stuff like that. You wouldn't need that if you use wordpress.com. Okay. So that's another way that you can do it. And if you do it that way, you can actually, uh, you actually separate your blog entirely from your company. Um, so there's many ways you can play with that. You can use your brand name and let people know that it's your blog, or you can you can even brand it separately. You can create a, you can essentially attach a brand to it and say powered by XYZ company. Whatever you want to do, there's so many ways you can play with that. And you know while that separates your link equity again, but it it there are some advantages. Uh, there are some advanced ways to use that to actually power your main site. That's all I'll say about that. I can't cover that here just because it's not within the scope of this episode. Okay, so important things you gotta you gotta remember is the first thing you gotta do is uh, once you've established how you wanna you wanna host your blog, you gotta decide what you wanna write about. What is the value you're gonna be providing to people? Are you going to be helping people improve their business? Are you going to be helping people with their tractor problems? Decide what you want to do and stick to that 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 uh, topic, right? Stick to that not topic, but stick to that niche, right? So, whatever your business is, figure out what you can write about that relates to your business that will also and and that will also attract the kind of audience that you need for your business. Okay? That's pretty straightforward. Um what you gotta do next then is you gotta choose a platform. Uh, actually, no, we already talked about that. We talked about that first. I was, anyways, I was supposed to talk about that second, but I, it looks like I covered it first. You, um, I think. Well, not necessarily because we only talked about WordPress, um, but there are other platforms. Okay, so yeah, okay, so you choose a blog platform. Um, I already kind of covered WordPress. It's the best one that out there. So I recommend it. Um, but, uh, you can also, uh, use blogger. You could use Tumblr. There's this, and then, you know, these are external platforms, of course. And then there are other, um, platforms that you can use. 
Um, the names escape me right now, but there are many blog platforms out there that you can use uh, content management systems that you can use on, on your website. But, I, but honestly, WordPress is the best and it's very well maintained. And there's so many um, things that you can do to expand the uh, capabilities of your blog. So that's where I think you should, that's what I think you should be doing. Okay. Um, the next step is register, um, register for, oh, wait, hold on. Um, I think I am, I think we already covered this too. Okay. So I think I got my list a little mixed up guys. Sorry about that. I really apologize. Um, okay. So I think, I think, I think we already covered everything. Yeah. I think we already covered everything. Okay. So I got my list a little mixed up here. Um, so I'm just gonna, all right. Nope. Get rid of that. Okay. So no more list. I think we covered everything. So right now, by the end of this episode, uh, which we are ending right now. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. All right. We covered the benefits of having a blog and why you should do it as a business owner or an entrepreneur, freelancer, whatever, whatever you do. We covered the benefits of that. And now we just covered how to go about starting a blog. Okay. I'm going to leave an article for those of you that can access the link. I'm going to leave an article that I, that I, that we uh, published a, a while back that talks about how to start a blog, uh, with specifically with, uh, using wordpress.com. Okay. So you can read that article that will help you go about starting a blog. It also talks about some of the stuff that I've talked about here and it also addresses some things that businesses, some of the things that businesses should uh, consider when starting a blog. All right, that's it for this episode. Uh, sorry about the mix up with the list and all that stuff. Um, but thank you guys for listening and have a wonderful day.